Can you tell me about your dad? You're awesome. Dada. Dada. Mace, say daddy. 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 The heart. I like how you like cars. What's your favorite thing to do with daddy? When we build snowman together. Ooh. Remember we built one together? I do. With balloons. I like that you always have fun with me. What's something kind of hard about your dad? Getting frustrated. <laughs> when you told me what to do and I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I feel like I love you. I love you. Hi, I'm Justin, girl dad of two. And I'm Freddie, boy dad of three. We're two friends on a mission to be the best dads possible. While leaving a record for our kids to know who we are in the season of our lives. Welcome to the Love Dad Podcast. All right, and we are back. Justin, how are we Live. doing? Live. Yeah. We well. are doing, my man. We're doing. We, uh, we're having a, a good week generally speaking around here so cannot complain how you doing nice uh good week like whole family or just you or everybody uh, a little bit all around uh nice enough to be outside so we spent a lot of time outside uh it was jordan's birthday end of last week and so got to uh usually go away for her birthday but instead didn't because what she wanted was her garden set up and so I took Monday Tuesday off and it's Wednesday today I took yesterday and the day before off and uh was able to uh help her get that garden set up so you know pouring dirt chipping chipping wood to put around it chipping all the garbage branches that we have from all of our kind of yard cleanup and using that as as an edging putting up a fence digging some fence hole fence post holes yeah man it was it's hard labor for a desk job, a desk jockey. <laughs> Getting after it. Yeah. Getting after so, it. It's hilarious to me to think that um, people in their 30s is like, you know what I really want for my birthday? Four days of extremely hard work <laughs> to make us a garden. You're not wrong at all. It reminds me of um, you know, It sounds great when... to me. <laughs> Four days of labor, manual labor. <laughs> yeah, for my birthday, I usually ask for four days of nothing. Yeah, uh, but Jordan wants me to give her four days of labor. So yeah. way to go, uh, man! Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah, no, Jordan. it's good. You know what it reminds me of is when we were first married, almost ten years ago. Um, uh, only a couple years in, uh, you guys and us and one other couple used to trade our manual labor services since we had no money. So yep. we would just go to each other's houses and just knock out a project for a day or a weekend. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. That was fun. Yeah, except for so like one friend lived the, like four hours. No, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that far, but it was like it was like an hour north of us, um, and you were like twenty minutes south of us. So it was like an hour and a half for you guys <laughs> to get up there. Um, but it was uh, they always had like these. Oh yeah, our project this this is uh, to paint a couple walls and maybe paint our doors. We're like, okay. And then your guys's project was <laughs> we're going to landscape our whole backyard and spend eighteen hours chipping wood and <laughs> chopping down, you know, a hundred year old rhododendrons. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. knocking it out. We milked y'all for every last minute we could. To be fair, we did have everybody come and paint our entire house exterior. We didn't take it easy on you guys either. Uh, Even though if I remember right, you refused. I refused. I put up up beautiful cedar throughout the entryway. That's what I did. You did, but you're like, I don't paint. I don't paint. No, what I said is, yeah, I don't don't roll. I don't roll. You don't roll. That's right. I'm not going to roll. You ain't you guys ain't you ain't renting a spray, sprayer. Yeah, then I ain't in, gonna do it. In my <laughs> in my total came back to to do it. You the, the next house you purchased, I sprayed it. You did, you so did, I, and you did an amazing job. It was through. a lot less work than I would do. And as we learned from when I sprayed the shop area, <laughs> better that I didn't do it. 
<laughs> if so, we would have had drips running all down the walls because I would have tried to do it in one coat. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious! Yeah, uh, yeah. it's too good though. But I like I like that we get to do it. It's gonna be it's super satisfying that we get to have a little garden area out there. That was one of the goals of our old house. Just didn't have any sun. Yeah. Um, lots it was great, trees. great little, great little house for us to live in and, and do, but lots of trees. And so whatever we tried to grow flowers or plants or whatever, they just ferns. Ferns are the only thing that survived in that house, <laughs> ferns and moss. And so, uh, getting a chance to do it here is, is great because, you know, Jordan and Layla are, you know, prepping their seeds inside and, you know, doing little seed starters so that they can go and transplant them outside. Layla's going to get her own little garden box to be out there. It's going to be great. Dude. So we're doing flowers and veggies. Like what, what are we most yep. looking forward to? So we have a little flower box out front that they wanted to set up for a flower garden. They planted a bunch of bulbs and seeds out there because they're like, oh, I don't know. We'll see what works, basically. Um, and then we have six uh, garden boxes for vegetables and Layla gets one of those. Jordan's like, you can have one. Let's see how you do. But she gets to pick her own seeds to put in there, which will be pretty fun. See if she gets excited about that. She is so far. Uh, she loves to pick things. We had like little pots last year. She loves to pick things off the vine um, to the point that she won't eat cherry tomatoes unless she's just picked them. She's like, mm, not as good. Wow. She's getting a little, I know, getting a little bougie. Yeah. Getting a little like a like granola. You guys are a su- you guys are a Subaru away from belonging in like downtown <laughs> downtown Boise, growing your own food. <laughs> Just super crunchy granola. If if we could live off the grid completely, there would be nothing that made Jordan happier. Oh. Nothing, dude. Next birthday, man. Next birthday is just gonna hey. Instead of well four day work, I want you to work three sixty five just on our property. Well, on my last birthday, we tried to take us a step in that direction by going hunting, which yeah. was its own experience. <laughs> that is so true. So on her birthday, we tried to go kill some food. And on, <laughs> or on my birthday, we tried to go kill some food. On her birthday, she wants to grow it. So I don't know. It's hunters and gatherers. Is that what we're dealing with now? Yeah. We're reverting back. Yeah, it was pretty good, though. How was your guys' this week? Our week was, was good. We've got a couple things going on in my life currently. Number one... Little League Baseball. A.K.A. the thing you've been looking forward to most all year. <laughs> well, th- this one's interesting because Brooks, Brooks is my middle. He is going to be five, so he's five in like another couple weeks here. We, we were like, hey, you want to play baseball? And he was like, nope. My, uh, Katie was like, hey, we're playing baseball. Have I said this before? Not on here, but uh, you've told oh, me, okay. I think, once. But I still want to hear it because okay. it's a great I'm story. Sorry. I just... <laughs> Yeah, so Katie's like, Brooks, you want to play baseball? And he was like, no. And then Katie ended up talking to the a really close friend and a mom of two kids who are on the team, and their dad is my good buddy, and he's coaching. And so the other mom was like, hey, like Brooks should play, and Freddie can help coach. And so Katie just signed us up. So Brooks doesn't really – he's just he's doing his own thing the whole time. He's starting to have fun being on the team. He loves to be in the uniform. But Little League Baseball – is for kids i don't know why they're doing this to us the, the games have started at like 7 30 at night we're playing under the lights with five and six year olds like we get down yeah. at nine it's like what is going what? on the whole last game brooks was standing like the last 15 minutes of the game he's going i'm tired <laughs> it's like, yeah. most kids i know go to bed at 7 30 i know it's ridiculous so then we've got that, and then you've got like on top of it, like this weird competitive. There's just so much things that go. You can't play the game of baseball w- without being able to play catch, right? Sure. Like fundamentally to the game, someone's got to be able to throw the ball. Someone's got to be able to. And someone's got to catch it. Yeah, fair right. enough. Five year olds can't do that very well. So sure. You coach them to like, you find the fastest kid, put him at the pitcher position because they get a lot of balls, and then he just runs people down and tags them. But okay. this quote unquote league wants us to teach them to throw, which is I get it what they're trying to say. I get what they're trying to do. But the reality is if you were in the MLB and you had a player who was fast enough to get a ground ball and run every player down and tag them out, you would do that. Sure. 
right? The only reason yeah we, you do it you do what works yeah yeah the only reason we throw it is because people run faster than you can run across a whole field. But when they're this little, that's not true. And so anyway, but so one of the things is, is like this unspoken rule of like, oh, you're supposed to have your kids throw it. So now we're like getting kids out and the other coaches are getting angry and parents are you're like, coaching them to win. <laughs> but not just to win. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. I know it's this whole thing of like, well, where's the line? Like, I don't get it. And then it was, dude, we had this nightmare of a thing happen at the other game. One coach thought there was still two outs. Both of the people keeping the book, the score, said there's three outs, and he was like losing his mind. And then it was like, dude, buddy, like, they are five years old. It's eight, what are it's we eight thirty. About? We're all ready to be in bed right now. So is this like is this like a city league or is this something different? No, it's just rec league. Yeah, just a city league. So it's rec. This is rec. This is rec league. Yeah, and it's don't anybody have anything better to do than to get mad about. Five-year-old rec league at eight thirty p.m. on a Thursday or whatever. Yeah. Like, come on. I know. And then they schedule these games, dude. Their games should all be on weekdays. They scheduled the last one was the last two was Friday night seven seven thirty to eight thirty. So we got home at like nine fifteen. And then they had a game it just ruins the next, a Saturday. They had the game on the next Saturday. They had a game Friday night and then Saturday at two. So wait a second. So they so, kept these children up till at minimum 10 p.m. Because you cannot get your kid home. I mean, they might fall asleep in the car, but a lot of kids don't now. And so what are you talking about? They get home and then you have to get them ready for bed because they're in garbage uniforms. And then you get them into bed and then it's 10 o'clock. But oh, wait, sorry, kid. Not only do you not sleep in because you have the worst circadian rhythm of all time because you're a <laughs> child, but also, so I'll see you at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow because you're not going to sleep in. You're going to wake up early. But also, let's go and go to another baseball game by 2 p.m. Yes. For rec league. Yeah. And so it's to the point of like the only thing I want is for my kid to enjoy playing this game. Like I don't care right. if the best or whatever. It's just like let's have fun and make it. You know how you do that? Don't play like that. I I'll know. tell you that right now. Like you, you know what you do? You do like two practices a week, tops, and one of those practices ends in like a three inning game, like, and that's it. That's how that's how these kids are gonna have fun. Yeah. So it's a weird, and then just the range of of talent and kids who are ready. And I'm sure it's it seems like it would be so much different in a sport like taekwondo or some sort of martial art where it's like you can kind of pair up the kids who are way farther along even at the same age you know yep absolutely and here it's like we're all playing the same thing and some kids my kid is like throwing his glove and kicking around like a soccer ball <laughs> and then which got, is like what you would expect out of a five-year-old yeah and then, but then there's some five-year-olds who are like dude they're like decked out they've got baseball bags that are like four bats they're ready for the big leagues. And but you know why. That's all they do when they're at home. That's, yeah. all, that's it. Yeah. Like they, dad plays catch. Dad runs them through drills or whatever. Which is great if like they're having fun together. It's, it's totally – it just is like the, the disparity between those kids and my kid is vast. They need like a – I need like a Y ball, a Y, <laughs> a, a y ball, T ball team or something. I need a step below rec. So does it feel like um, uh, like 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 a weak link scenario when you're like doing that? Like, oh, man, my kid's the weakest link. Goodbye. Like, is that what we're dealing with right now? Great question. Um, I don't necessarily feel like that because partly is like he when we asked him if he wanted to play, he's like, no. So it's like, number one, right. it's not like he was really interested in playing this game. Right. And he shows just moments of pure athletic athleticism but yeah. it's not towards anything productive in the game of baseball so sure that's one of the things he's been like, athletic since he was like three because i i have a vivid memory of being over at your guys's house here in washington and him like climbing up on top of this like five foot cabinet and just like I don't know, WWE <laughs> launching into a beanbag from like from like five or six feet up 
And it's like, dude, you're like three. What is this? But he got up there and landed and just kept doing it. Oh, it wasn't like an accident. It was a planned activity. Yeah. So he's a wild man. I I think he's going to thrive in a a few different sports that we're going to try out here later. But anyway, it's fun. He likes being on the team. He loves his uniform. He loves putting on his baseball uniform, which makes you so happy. And then he loves being part of the, the team. So that was our big goals. We're going to have fun, and you're going to cheer on your teammates. You're going to be the best like guy just giving all the high fives and fist bumps. And so He he could be a base coach. He could be a bat boy. Yeah. He could do it. He, he could just, do it all. Whatever can still put him in the uniform and make him a part of the team. Assistant to the assistant coach. <laughs> yep. Uh, he could do whatever exactly. he wants to do. The last game, and a kid got a hit. And it was like a kid who you could tell like probably doesn't get that many hits because everyone was like going nuts. And Brooks ran up to him and was like, nice. He goes, that was awesome. That's what he said. That was awesome. That's awesome. I was like, dude. So that was the highlight of it. Anyway, so my life, my week, and my life have consisted of two things. Little League Baseball, which just feels like a lot um, for what it is. It's fun. It is a lot of fun. And I really enjoy doing it with uh, coaching with my buddy. And then... I haven't done this in a really long time, but I got into a show that I can't stop. It's kept me up way too late, Justin. It's ridiculous. Okay. It is the Spill. La- it is the Last of Us. Oh no, the uh, video game. The video uh, game remake show? adaptation into yeah into a show. All right. Anyway, I've heard good things, but it's getting you, huh? It's got me, and it's like it's ridiculous. Like I right, just one more, and then. It's like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's like oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? I get it. <laughs> I get it completely. Those are the things where it's like every once in a while, every once in a while you just need, eh, needs probably a strong word. Every once in a while it is just nice to sit down and just knock your way through a show. Jordan and I did that recently. We uh, went through an entire series in like a week uh, and a, a week and change. We were watching like two or three episodes a night, which is not something we have time for. Uh, Jordan's like, we got to stop staying up till 11. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, (laughs) that's so funny. She's, if anybody knows her, she's not, not a morning person and not really a night person. She's like a just after lunch person. (laughs) Uh, She does not prefer to get up early, does not prefer to stay up late. She can do either and does both on, uh, on the regular, but given, given her optimum timeline is like, we just had lunch. Everybody's full. Everybody's happy. Everybody's relaxing. <laughs> Come on, baby. Energized, ready for the second half of my day. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's one of those things where I love – I don't love it. But I totally come to the terms with, like, I will pay for this, and I'm okay with it. And yep. you're just like, all right, that's what we're doing. We'll Absolutely. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Justin? We better talk about something. Oh. I am excited about this one. This one is uh, we kind of hinted at it a few a few weeks ago. <laughs> you you had mentioned something. You said, "Man, the thing that uh, we were talking about was things that are hard in our kids that will be great in adulthood." And then you were saying, "Oh man, I just want to tell you the things I like about Layla or your kids <laughs> or whatever." We uh, the next time we talk about this, we got to talk about each other's kids, and so that's what we're doing today, uh, which I am excited about. Because it's really fun to really think about not just your boys, but also the qualities of your boys, the quality of you guys, you and Katie that I see in your boys, or the qualities in your boys that remind me of just the great job that I see you guys doing as parents, or the things that I see that come from you that are um, maybe partially nature, but definitely nurture. So excited to do that today. So uh, we'll kind of go back and forth and pick something and then, you know. Do a little jazz on it and then cut. Be done with it. That's it. It's gonna be great. I can't wait to be awesome to hear you talk about me and how great I am. Well, I get to start because you have three boys, <laughs> and so then if we go back and forth, right, and that's how it works. When you have two kids, people get to talk about them less. That's how that works. Yes. Spoil them more. Talk about them less. That's how it works. Wesley. Oh, Westman. Uh, there's so many things that I really love about Wesley. But one of them reminds me of Katie more than anything else. But also you to a lesser degree, but Katie more than anything else. I mean, Katie and I have known each other since we were 11 years old. And uh, this is a quality that definitely defines her. And it is her strong sense of conviction. <laughs> so the thing about Wesley is he is 
so confident and sure of what he is saying. When he's not, it really throws him for a loop. But when he is, oh my goodness, is he sure about it. And it is incredible. I remember he was probably, so he's seven, Layla's five, he's two years older. So Layla was probably just figuring out her animal sounds. She was probably like 18 months old, two years old or something like that. And like doing all these different animal sounds. And obviously that there's a difference in uh, the way that parents teach their kids their <laughs> animal sounds. And so we're doing animal sounds with Layla trying to keep her entertained. And I go, uh, what's a pig say? And the way that we do it is by, by snorting. We go, right. Yeah. Um, Wesley's like, no, that is not what a pig says. A pig says oink. <laughs> I, just heard, I have such a memory of that. And, and I was like, oh, no, buddy. Like the real sound is, you know, a snorting sound. That's the sound that a pig really makes. He's like, nope. Nope. Absolutely not. A pig says oink. And he was <laughs> the most sure of anything I've ever seen a four-year-old be. And, and that's still true today. I mean, he like, you know. You, you've mentioned him correcting your dinosaur names and, you know, how things are done or made or what's going on in the in America, in American <laughs> history. It doesn't matter. He's he's uh, he's very he's a, such a smart kid and he is high in his conviction. Yeah, that's so funny. Do you do you ever ask Layla? Uh, how did you know that? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, what, I didn't teach you that. Where did that come from? What does she say? <laughs> Uh, usually, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I just know it. That's what Wesley. Or she'll say like, <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's just in my head. That's what he says. It's just in it's my like, head. Okay. It's, I guess you're just born with this knowledge. Do you see that with him? I mean, I, obviously I see it in, in some really fun and, and funny ways. Um, but you probably get an opportunity to see some of those qualities. I mean, you, you've been known to double down on an argument, even <laughs> if it's ridiculous. Katie is, uh, is definitely if she knows she's right, she knows she's right, um, which is which is a, <laughs> something I can relate to her about. But do you see things like that that are like in the right from wrong space with Wes very often? Like the, you know, the moral surety, like this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. Is that is that a Wesley thing? I'm talking about his own convictions, I guess. Not like, you know, what you would maybe pick. But if he's like, this is an okay thing to do. Or this is not okay to do. This is this is right. This is wrong. Is he, is he pretty black and white in that way? Yeah. A little bit. He he's kind of. I think eventually that'll definitely be kind of his mo. But right now he's still sort of in the as as much as I can get away with. Or you know he might know something is wrong, like sneaking into the kitchen. He climbs up the counter and gets into the cupboard and grabs a thing of cookies and like grabs a cookie. Sure. So he definitely knows like I shouldn't do this, but he also knows I can totally get away with this. Right. Like learning how to be sneaky. So <laughs> yeah. I guess in that sense. There is – and just kind of silly things like that. But then definitely with like taking care of his brothers or seeing something, he's not like a tattletale or a rat. Sometimes he is. But <laughs> when they're like doing something dangerous or doing something that he knows is like, well, like you're touching mom's decorations or something like that. So maybe that's more of a rule follower. I don't know. Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. I mean like in which ways do you see his unshakable conviction, right? Like no or yes or, yeah. or whatever that looks like. I'm, I'm kind of curious what you see more than just like the ones that obviously stick out to me are hilarious. Right. Those are the ones that, that I notice. And that's probably still more of where he's at with those things. If just like in terms of like interpersonal between people, you know, he probably doesn't have that muscle quite developed yet or even the ability to recognize like oh this is the right or wrong way to treat this person in this situation so it's yeah. mostly just around rules he loves rules and knowing i feel like he likes to know this is right uh, or this is wrong like i am doing the right thing so maybe maybe on the other end he if he doesn't know if he's doing it like and for football he's playing football and flag football first year and if you don't, if he didn't know what he was supposed to be doing, he just wouldn't do anything. It's like because if I don't, if I don't move, I'm not doing anything wrong, so I can't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't quite know what to be doing, he'll just kind of shut down or slow down and observe. Yeah, the conviction is probably a symptom of the thing that you're talking about, which is the knowing or not knowing, yeah. liking to know, liking, liking to, to be sure. Absolutely. Man, I see that as um, a challenge, uh, 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 an opportunity. For him to grow, certainly, and probably something that's challenging as a as a dad day in and day out to coach and train through. What do you? Um, 
how do you approach that stuff when he's like either frozen by not knowing or so sure of something that he's definitely wrong about? <laughs> yeah. So the, the coaching him through the frozen and not knowing is sort of just, um, I guess for, for me, what's, uh, what is helpful for me is just to kind of talk him through that sort of the logic of, well, if, if you, if you doing nothing or yeah, doing nothing will never be worse than like trying something, you know? So he's starting yeah. to do more of those things. Uh, he made himself food the other day and it took him to try it. He had to figure it out sort of a thing, which is cool. That's that independence thing that you have been talking about a lot. Like got to try something. Right. Yeah. He ended up getting it figured out and it, it worked great. So that is kind of where probably more coaching will come or more not coaching, but more just sort of my focus would be, especially now. It's just him getting comfortable with messing up or failing or and and being okay with like not knowing. It's okay to not know and go out and try this right. game, you know. You don't know the rules to soccer, that's okay. Just go out and like the other kids will let you know when you're doing the wrong thing. You know, you pick up the ball with two right. hands, they'll let you know. You can't do that. And then one thing that I do not worry about, but I'm very curious about because I've experienced this with, with people that I went to school with when I was older is some people who grew up in a, you know, maybe like a Christian family or people who believed a certain way. And I think this mostly comes out in the fact that whatever it was, there was like some hypocrisy or something. Anyway, they eventually get to where they're like, have all these questions that they don't feel like they've gotten a good answer to. And so then that will break down a lot of their like, well, none of this is real or what's real in this. And I'm not worried about that on unnecessarily not having answers for all that. Just worried about that sort of personality getting to the point where it's like, well, I don't, you know, somebody said I was silly for thinking of this and they gave a bunch of good reasons. And then just kind of not going that next step because the next step requires going into the unknown, right? Going into. Yeah. I don't know what that'll look like. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that the fact that you're thinking about it now, honestly, gives uh, gives him a chance to build some skills at all. To be able to think through the things he doesn't know about and get comfortable with the fact that there is a a lot of things out there that we're never going to know. Yeah. For sure. There's so many. Like, there's so many things that seemed like absolute magic 300 years ago, <laughs> right? Elect- what was electricity 500 years ago or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, I'm probably completely wrong on my dates. But, like, if somebody were to get transported a thousand years into the future to right now, they would think that 80% of what we have is magic. And it's just the fact that we know more. Right. And knowing that that is true will be so helpful. And then also when it comes to things like what we deal with, with like faith and stuff, it's like, yeah, not knowing is kind of the, kind of the thing, (laughs) you know, kind of, kind of the thing with faith is that you believe without seeing. Right. Yeah. But it will be really important for me to, and Katie, to have good answers, not just like, well, that's what we believe or, you know, or like, and I think my parents did a good job of this, exposed us to a lot of stuff that we were able to ask questions about and then had decent answers or an answer, even if it was, I don't know, but let's go look it up or maybe we can find out what we can find where this is, you know, reconciled or makes, makes sense to us. It won't work for him to just be like, well, that's what we believe because that's what we believe and don't question it sort of a thing. So right. it'll definitely be, be along those veins. But that's funny that you've seen that in Wesley, and I'm sure a lot of people have. And it's going to be a good, great quality. It's going to be a wonderful quality. You know what it's going to make for is somebody who, honestly, somebody somebody who when they find out what's right or wrong or believes in something, that that belief will be pretty unshakable. Yeah. Even if somebody has good reasons or whatever, or good thoughts, like – it's going to be something that they like holds on to and will make sure that somebody has a good reason to convince them outside of that belief system. And that's a really great thing. It's also a scary thing in some ways, right? Cause there's a lot of things that like you could hold a bad belief <laughs> right. on and that puts a lot of ownership on you and Katie. Sorry uh, to <laughs> give them that foundation in a lot of different ways that builds up a respectful, responsible, you know? Yeah good wise belief system right and that's one thing that i'm probably the least worried about is you know the old like if your values are clear decisions are easy in terms of like how to treat people and how to 
be yeah. socially aware and and include people are things that when yeah. when he is at the age where it's like okay this is what we're focusing on i think you're you're right he will pick that up and it's like oh i'm not gonna treat this person poorly because of this reason because we don't treat people poorly because i know that it's the right thing to do to treat this person right and i will love and respect yeah now the downside of that speaking from experience is uh, <laughs> the guilt the guilty the guilty conscience that comes along with like doing something right doing something that's not even wrong but that you you don't think is 100 percent right <laughs> It's uh man, it's a fine line. All of these things are double-edged swords. That's for darn sure. Thanks for sharing, man. Layla, I, ha- I wrote down quite a few thoughts for her. I think something that's really pretty about Layla's character is how strong she is. And strong in a sense of like, like everything about her is strong. She's got strong feelings. She's got like strong emotions, good or bad, you know, like she ha- she feels things oh, yeah. strongly. But the people, like her people... Like she loves really strongly and they're like, like the things that she remembers about even, even me, like I'm just this doofy Uncle Freddy. You've told me things like, oh yeah, she'll say something like, oh yeah, remember when Uncle Freddy did this or something like that. So the, she just has these strong memories from people in her life that have affected her and she, because she's so dang smart that her feelings for them are, are really strong. And so... I just when she when she's when I'm there and we're able to play or do silly things together it's just like it's almost like this feedback loop of like not wanting this moment to end because she's like feeling it again and again and again and like yeah and I know a lot of kids do that whole thing like do it again do it again but it's like she's got these things where it's like oh do that silly thing again and again and again and it's because I think she's just like imbibing the moment yeah like feeling the people who she really cares about's presence. And I see that a lot with uh, her grandma and grandpa and grandparents of like feeling this moment in a really strong, strong way. And I see that a lot in Jordan too, when she, when she gets in her, when she gets in her post lunch wheelhouse, like, (laughs) like the moments when we've been, you know, just hanging out or on vacation with you guys or camping or doing whatever, like she wants to feel the entirety of the moment. Yeah. Physically, mentally, and then just like emotionally. And I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to put these things of like, oh, what am I excited to see in Layla as she gets older? Because my favorite thing that I can't wait to see is her manipulation ability. <laughs> and to get... Yeah, and, yeah, and to yeah. Get, uh, but I think part of that we're is like... Call that, we're going to call that leadership <laughs> at some point. Um, <laughs> side note. So we just did kindergarten assessment. Okay. Uh, so they had... They, this was... Tuesday, uh, yesterday, yesterday, uh, they, they did a 45 minute kindergarten assessment. You know, Jordan drops her off and they're like, she's like, okay, I'll come back with you. And they're like, nope, later mom. And so she's like, okay. And then it was fine. They come back. She's like, I wrote a couple notes. Uh, one is that she is very communicative and she is a leader. No, I think she said friendly. She's very friendly and she's a leader. <laughs> it's like, Oh, what did she do? What did she say? <laughs> she started. That's the thing you say about kids when they were bossing you around for an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, nope. uh, but no, you're right. We're not she, um, no, exactly. You're right. She has like an intensity to her. Layla has an intensity to her um, that is in the same vein that the kind of intensity that Jordan has about things that she cares about. Layla's got to figure out what she cares about still, you know? But like her friends, the amount of intensity she has surrounding being able to spend time with the neighbor girls or not spend time with the neighbor girls is intense. So excited when she's able to and so devastated when she's not able to. It's the same thing for the people that she loves, right? Um, after you were around for a few days and I had to leave, she was like, why does Uncle Freddy have to go? <laughs> like she was just upset. And it's the same thing with Grandma and Grandpa have to go out of town or... I took two days off work this week, and she woke up this morning. I was like, "Where's Dad?" She's, I was like, "He had to go back to work." Yeah, and she's she says she goes, "Why? <laughs> he, is he in the garden? Is he working back in the garden?" It's like, "No, sweetheart, no." So the amount you're right, the intensity. I I, I imagine. Well, I, not imagine. I know that that is a big challenge in some areas for you guys, but she will be a fierce friend. I think intense is probably a better word than strong. 
she will be a very fierce and loyal friend and yeah, yeah the for, like yeah the intensity behind whatever she decides to do will be be really fun to watch what um you're right but she has a she has a strength of will and a strength of in like a strength of feelings and intensity to her feelings but she's she is strong is a is a really good word to describe if you had to pick one yeah <laughs> right yeah that 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 one would be a contender for sure yeah what Man. is what would you say jordan what would you say her response would be to that like i know I, she I would think... i know she would like jokingly quip say something like yeah like strong arming me around or something like that but like when yeah. she really was like you guys were alone and you're talking about admiring your daughters like what do you think something she uh, for admiring yeah you're the quippy thing she would say is couldn't we have a daughter a little more like you um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's always the funny thing her her nickname one of her nicknames was nightmare when she was a kid jordan's so <laughs> kind of take that for what it loving, is loving lovingly bestowed upon by Stan. yeah lovingly yeah like her grandfather called her nightmare <laughs> So it's it's so funny. She's a tornado. She was devastation in the little package because you just just like honestly just like Briar just won't stop moving. No, I think that if you can separate, if she can, and if I can separate from the moments where we are in opposition to that strength at times, where we're like, no, I understand that you're going to be strong in both your feelings and thoughts and decisions, and you know whatever right now and you're going to hold the line strong Layla well it is we are teaching you right now so there there are times where I will say things to her like and lay down like if you make this choice there will be this consequence right you you are choosing to have this consequence she'll she'll look at me and she'll tell me she's like that is a very rude thing to say to me (laughs) I'm like kiddo it's not rude it's parenting it's just me trying to help you and train you and teach you it's my job and so if you can separate from that jordan and i would both agree that this level of strength is going to be incredible for her as a teenager it's just she you're right she's going to be a super fierce friend but she ain't she also ain't gonna let nobody push her around yeah right she she's not the kind of kid that will succumb to peer pressure i don't think now she might lead the peer pressure <laughs> but, but i don't think she will succumb to it and so that's something i am excited about for her and, and i know jordan would agree with it he does agree that when we talk about the positive things about these qualities that they're growing it's it's true that man alive harnessed appropriately it's going to be amazing for her friends and for for her to not get in trouble <laughs> all right uh brooksy boy brooksy boy brooksy boy brings so much joy to my heart uh he is so funny um there's a number of things that make him so funny and i had a really hard time choosing between two different things that i love about him you would, I think I would know that you would say they're like middle child qualities, but I, I just, I love them so much when I see him. And he was like this even when he was a, just a youngest and didn't have a younger brother. So the, I would Shock define these him. more as more about Brooksy than it is about his birth order. And the two things are that he is the most easygoing, laid back boy <laughs> ever. And at the same time, he will do whatever he wants. <laughs> he will just do whatever he wants. And I love those qualities of it. Like, dude, dude refused. I remember this is Halloween and he had, he just was like, yeah, whatever. Like we go wherever. But he's just also like, I am going to wear my Spider-Man pajamas to Halloween. You're like, it's like, it's 28 degrees outside. Like you need to wear like a coat. He's like, nope, <laughs> I am wearing my Spider-Man or whatever pajamas and it's something that i just was like i love that about him he's like i now i want to i'm just gonna do it it's like i'm gonna go climb up this thing and jump off of it but also at the same time one of the things jordan and i've talked about a lot with brooksy is if he does something that is not okay or that he want needs to stop maybe he's being repetitive or he's doing something and you say hey brooksy can you stop bud he'll be like okay and he'll just be like super chill about it in a way that i think is an amazing quality um because a lot of people take things a little bit, maybe it's from all the strength in my family and my, you know, my eldest, but just seeing the difference, they're not too far apart in age, just seeing the difference between her 
strength and intensity and his ability to be like, no, that's fine. I'm good. I'm super chill about that is amazing to me. Now the only thing he does, which I think is hilarious, when you tell him to stop doing something or it's like, oh, it's time to be done or whatever it is, he just goes, ah, and then that's it. He just does this. But he stops. He, just does he this, still stops. <laughs> but he's added this grunt to it, and it, <laughs> it cracks me up. Yeah, he is laid back. He was the most laid back baby. He was like the most chill kid. Wes was tough on you guys sleeping and stuff, right? Well, or was he okay? No, he was definitely. I know Wes, Maze was a nightmare, but yeah, that's Maze not. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> Maze was the worst sleeper, sleeper, worst sleeper. Wes, once we got Wes trained, he he did great. But Brooks was like, you could stick him in the crib, and if he didn't go to sleep, he would just sit there in silence. He'd wake up in silence. He wouldn't make any noise until. See, that is got, the craziest thing. I remember that. Yeah. I remember this time where you're like, I just put him in the crib. Is he asleep? No. He just sat there. We just like he doesn't nap anymore. He doesn't nap anymore? No. We just put him in the crib and he just hangs out in there for an hour. (laughs) Quiet time. My child would be losing their mind. (laughs) It's funny you bring that up about the whole or the whole outfit that he wore on Halloween. My dude, my guy is obsessed with clothes and changing it. I love it. He loves to be monochromatic now. So he just loves to be matching top and bottom. So I think that's why he really loves his uniform. <laughs> it's like he's got all these colors going together just perfectly. He's just, he's just that, see, the thing is, is like this is the thing that reminds me of you is that you're like, yeah, cool, man, whatever. Let's just do it. Whatever. Like you'll you'll get funny intense about stuff, but really at the end of the day, you don't care what we do. Yeah. You just want to go do something together. <laughs> and that's kind of how Brooksy is. Yeah. He's like, whatever, as long as we're doing it. Yep. To get, that's fine. Just excited to be here. Um, the clothes thing, I think, comes from Katie. No offense from your uh, wardrobe. I'm pretty sure the clothes thing comes from Katie. Yeah. I got to figure it out because I've asked him and he doesn't say he likes clothes. I don't know why he, I don't know why he likes to change it. We got to figure it out. He loves to wear Wesley's clothes. It was really. Well, that I get. Wesley went through this little growth spurt. And so we had to buy him like a bunch of new stuff. And it was like one of those things where it was like a weekend. Katie came home with a bunch of stuff. And Wesley or Brooks was devastated katie just kept pulling stuff out of the bag and it was like oh wes these are for you these are for you she bought like brooks like two shirts and then the rest was for <laughs> wesley it broke him and he immediately started putting all of his brother's clothes on <laughs> that's awesome he probably is gonna be a little fashionista probably he already he already likes to wear his dress he like, likes uh, to wear his dress <laughs> and he and he is all you know, decked out in monochromatic stuff, and he doesn't care about baseball. He just cares about the uniform. He cares about the uniform. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that I think that he may have a future in fashion. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, or a little theater kid. We he loves to be upfront doing something. So uh, yeah, we got to work on his uh, his acting or something like that. But I'm into it. That sounds great. To oh, me. I'd just be so him, excited. Put him on stage, baby. Get him singing, singing show tunes. All right, Miss Baby Briar, Briar. What I wrote down for Briar was how she came into the world. And she came into the world, and it was like a weird, not a weird, it was a hard time. It was a hard yeah. time for everybody. We're talking like yeah. September 21. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like a year and a half into a global pandemic. And I mean, everyone, you just felt it like the weird division in communities and in the country and in everything. You know, there's just, it was just everyone was on edge. Yeah. Um, and for you guys, too, we're just going through a lot of stuff. And you guys had COVID. And she was born into this moment that I'll never forget. And it was intense. And it was scary. And it was, like, devastating. And I couldn't imagine. Well, I can't imagine what you and Jordan went through together. But it was, like, these moments of unbelievable, like, surrender to God for you guys on your behalf. And yeah. And she took them. She's born the day. She's on the twelfth, September twelfth. I'm the eleventh, and I've always teased about being the youngest man alive. And she came really early, really scary, and was this like uniting factor? I think I don't know. It just was like the only thing that anyone, again, like anyone I'm saying specifically, like our friend groups could talk about or think about, and. It's to Briar, like the way that she came into the world is kind of, is kind of the way she just kept going, like like just intensity to her in a different way than I can't say this both for both of your girls. That's silly. I don't know. I, I, I guess she was young for a long time, but 
for the time that I was around her a lot and I'm excited to see her grow. But the way that she came into the world has, well, forever, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it the day she was born, the day you guys went in the hospital and the uniting, just sort of rejoicing around Jordan and baby and you like all being okay. Yeah. Um, And so when I see her, you ask like what we think about when we see each other's kids. When I see her, I just am so thankful for you and for Jordan and the relationship that we've had with you guys and that, She's here, you know. She's just this little baby, baby miracle, and um, yeah. So I think for her, I'm excited to see her grow. I know that she's going to be a wild one and nonstop running, and just she's going to add a lot of color to your guys' world as she's getting bigger. And I'm excited to come back and just see it. When I came last time, I was there. She was just walking, just starting to walk. But I don't know when I think when I think about Briar, when I think about you guys, I am just thankful for your family in such a beautiful way. And so um, I'm sorry that's not much to go on for your actual daughter. But in terms of you and, no. and Jordan, the uh, the joy that you guys have brought to my life and the joy that I know she will bring to you guys and then in turn to, to my family um, is really, really cool. And I think we should try and connect her with uh, Maze. Of course you do. Yeah, you want to arrange marriage. You're going for two out of three of your kids getting arranged marriages. That's true. You tried to arrange Brooksy with Layla. Like, like I think we visited you in the hospital and you were trying to yep. get Brooksy arranged get with Layla. I was trying to get the Dow reset. Yeah, the thing is, is that she's way more enamored with Wesley than she is with Brooks, but that's fine. <laughs> Give her a little time. Give her a little time. She'll come around. Yeah. Um, no, I – man, my – Man, baby Briar, Briar Rose. Um, she is she is something else, and it really did start with that, <laughs> the depth of feeling and focus and thought and prayer that we just felt from all sides, and then obviously on our own, on our <laughs> in our own home for her to be okay. Yeah, she was she's somebody I worried. She, I've never worried about something more in my life than her well being. Obviously. Uh, hers and Jordan's at the same time, clearly. But then when Jordan was out of the woods, hers. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, to be able to see her now, even though she brings a lot more volume to our lives, <laughs> um, she she does, like, she's going to be such an amazing kid. And, like, she just had her 18-month checkup. And she was, when she was first born, even if you adjusted her you know, like month three or whatever, even if you adjusted her for her five weeks early, um, she was still in the like 15 to 20th percentile for height and weight. She just hit 60th percentile in height. Um, Let's go. And I know, I still think of her a little petite little baby, but she is actually pretty darn average, just like her mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's just something to be able to look at and recognize especially when I see pictures from like her first couple of months to be able to recognize the blessing that it is that she is here. She is well, she's, she's a handful, but she is here. She is well. And she is so, so uh, we would, (laughs) Jordan and I joke about how I got the book smarts and she got the street smarts. I would say she's way more practical than I am. (laughs) I am a little bit more academic, but you know, that's, the way that we say things. Layla is certainly academic and Briar is certainly practical. And so it's just kind of fun to be able to see that in her and to be able to have that experience when we were for a minute there worried we weren't going to be able to. So to be able to see that is yeah. very fun for us. Sorry. She's a sweet baby. I, I hope sweet baby girl. I hope you don't feel like I left you hanging there with not seeing you did not, not. seeing a quality. But I will say the last time I was there, Briar uh, in the morning is a sight. Well, she was a sight to behold. Watch eat an ins- uh, yeah. unbelievable amount of food for at that point was a fourteen-month-old yeah child she down a full adult amount of oatmeal and, she, and the, then between, like an hour later would also have a banana. It's like it's wild. Between <laughs> each bite, she'd go. <laughs> she would like. <laughs> 
now she's in her screaming phase. She thinks that the louder she is, the more the faster immediate the food our gets, response yeah. will be. Exactly. <laughs> the faster the food gets in. Yeah. Or anything up, down, over, book. What well, doesn't matter. Yeah. Her vocabulary is terrible, but it's very loud. <laughs> <laughs> is she saying anything? Uh, oh, she's saying lots of stuff, uh, but usually like a word or two at a time, okay. and mostly. Uh, so loud that it clips out the volume even in real life. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. It's a, I was like, you're going to lose your voice or you're going to be a public speaker <laughs> or an army drill sergeant. I'm not sure. You're going to be something. All right. Maze. So funny thing about these two youngests, um, you're trying to monopolize their birthdays because Maze shares his birthday with Katie. <laughs> And Briar almost shared her birthday with you. That's so true. What a wild, wild coincidence. Yeah. Um, Maze, <laughs> one thing, because again, he's he's so little and, and I'm excited to get to know him too. But one thing I see in him that I see in you especially is his passion. That boy is passionate. <laughs> Every story you've told about how he responds to things and kind of the ringer that he can put you guys through kind of comes down to the fact that he feels it, experiences it strongly, just like, kind of like Layla, but also like he'll let you know. He'll let you know that he doesn't like something or that he does like something and he is passionate about it. And the, one of the things that I see in him for you or whatever the things I've seen in you, I guess, is – you can get fired up when you talk about stuff and when you deal with stuff. And uh, even if it's something dumb, you'll <laughs> go into it with your full amount of passion. But you also do it with serious conversations. Uh, one of the things that my dad has historically liked to do is start a controversial conversation topic over dinner if all the guys are doing something together or whatever. It's a guy's trip or a guy's weekend or whatever. He'll be like, let's talk about something controversial. What's our controversial topic of the night? <laughs> And what I love is that you will pick a side, even if you don't believe it, and it's your side now. This is what I believe. <laughs> this is team. what I'm going for. That's my team. <laughs> yeah. Is that holding true? These things that I hear and these things that I see in, in snippets on FaceTime and, and and stuff, is that holding true for him in his day-to-day? Yeah, it totally is. And it's funny because he's just now starting to um, – recognize things that he's passionate about so like um before it was like a lot of following his brothers around and kind of just mimicking what they're doing and just just recently it's like oh now he's like oh my brothers play with cars so he started playing with cars and he's like oh i like this and he doesn't need his brothers to play with cars anymore and so now i've got three boys all playing with the same i say it's the same we have like a hundred we have more than 100. We have more than 100 combined Hot Wheel and Hot Wheel monster trucks. Yet, yeah. three children, it's not enough, apparently. They all want the same exact one at every single time. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Anyway, yep. so Brooks is, or Maze is now to where he'll have something. And it's such a bad baby thing, too, because it's like third kid in. It's like, oh my gosh, just make what you're talking about. Make the screaming stop. So he'll take something from Brooks or Wesley. Make the screaming stop. He'll take something from them. They'll be like, give it back. Take it back. He'll scream. And then the response is, because he wants it, like you're saying, he's passionate. The response is, just let him have it. He's the baby. Like, like <laughs> what am I going to do? Teach him? And like, that's how youngest children are go. born. Thank you. Yes. And that's, how, that's how the babies are born. That's how they turn into tyrants. Now, to be fair, we dealt with something pretty similar, but the other way around, actually. Uh, Briar hates, I've talked about this a million times, and I'll probably talk about it until she stops hating to be contained. But we were going to dinner. We made the decision. <laughs> The poor, poor decision to take our children to a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Um, Mistake. No, they're fine. Briar's just really, she's getting pretty loud and pretty, uh, she doesn't have her words enough for us to talk to her about it yet. She's in that sweet spot stage where her volume is to the embarrassing level, but her ability to understand what I'm telling her to stop doing is zero. Yeah. So it's, it's called the don't um, go to restaurant stage. I don't know. You didn't get, you didn't get, that, you didn't get that memo? <laughs> no. But on the way there, it's just been a long day and, and, uh, one of the neighbor girls was like, I have this old toy. I'm going to give it to Briar. She's super sweet. And so she gave this uh, this kitty cat mer- mermaid. It's literally a cat top half. <laughs> 
mermaid bottom half. Does it have paws? Toy. It has paws, so it's like it's like literally imagine like an anthropomorphic cat, like just like a top hat cat, right? Arms, paws, whatever. And then a mermaid tail. <laughs> this is what we're talking. And it's wearing a crown because uh, that makes sense. So it's a princess mermaid cat or whatever. <laughs> so all the things a girl likes, right? And <laughs> Layla loves it. She's or Briar loves it. She's walking around and she says caddy. Caddy, caddy, caddy. And she's meowing at it oh all the time and she's gosh, been loving so it. Cute. Uh, but then Layla discovered it and three of her favorite things in the whole world are mermaids, cats, and princesses. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan was like, I knew this was going to be a problem. She's like scrolling through Amazon trying to find another one that she can buy. <laughs> um, but we're in the car and Layla had a long day and, and Briar was screaming. And so I had Layla give the cat to Briar because hers like, this is Briar's toy. Let her play with it. Maybe it'll stop her from screaming in the car. And Layla just broke down in tears. Oh, and I had the exact same reaction you did. Okay, take it from Briar, <laughs> give it right back to Layla. <laughs> Jordan was very quick to say, you don't just cry and scream to get what you want. But we did stop you from being able to have it right after you got it. And that wasn't fair of us. She did a great job. I was just like, to make the crying and screaming stop. stop. Yeah. So funny. It was too funny. Yeah, Maisie Boy's, Maisie really Boy's passionate. Everyone loves Maze. Like you go anywhere, every store, dude. If you're, if I'm ever feeling bad about myself as a as a man, as a human, as a dad, if I don't, I think I look ugly. If I think I'm too fat, I don't know what I would just. Any downer I get, I just you come to the south on a Sunday afternoon after church. Like there's like a, a zillion old ladies out at like brunch. Of course. And if you're just a dad holding maize, no, you'll never feel better. There's never there'll never a higher moment in my life of just love and compliment people just come up and be like you're so cute with him and he's so cute and it's just like oh you're such a good dad and i'm doing literally nothing wow i feel so good about yeah. myself and i'm looking forward to doing it this weekend it's gonna be awesome <laughs> <laughs> just when you're feeling like you need a little boost you can yeah. walk around walmart on a sunday afternoon yeah, with May. <laughs> is a magnet for everybody he's just got this little twinkle in his That's eye awesome. he's a cute he's a cute little baby he's also um kind of a little weirdo <laughs> Uh, you sent, you sent a photo to Matt and I this week. Oh yeah. Uh, of, of, uh, we get, we get this photo and I don't remember what the caption was or if it was just like out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure there was no context. (laughs) And it's just, uh, but naked Maisie boy, ex- except for his futuristic <laughs> reflective sunglasses that he was wearing. And he just looked like from the top half, top up, he's just like a shirtless 80s kid. And then butt naked. Yep, <laughs> yep it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Uh, I was like, boys, my girls never run around naked. Like, it's not a thing they that don't? happens in my house. No. Dude, Brooks literally spent the entire Sunday afternoon butt naked. It was like it was like seventy eight <laughs> degrees. We pulled out the hose, sprinkler. I put up like a hammock. And he spent the whole day naked. That's hilarious. I love your kids, man. I love you guys. It's really fun to be able to see you guys as parents and to see these kids grow and to keep chatting with you and hear all their stories and uh, it's it's really fun. Yeah, it is, and we love you guys too. And you guys were the first people after us in the group to have kids. So yep. we get to share all these beautiful moments together and all these beautiful memories yep. with our children and the, the beginnings of it all, figuring it out. And our good friend, Matt, just now going through it all. And it's such a joy to be a couple years it, removed and just watching them go so, through it. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. It is, it is really fun. If we couldn't fun. have gone They're through it. They're doing so great. And they have such a chill little boy. He's amazing. But it's it's hilarious to it's hilarious just to see how much time. It used to be it's like, all right, time to go home. It's like I'm going to grab my one little grocery bag of leftover stuff and I'm going to walk out the door and we'll see you guys later. Now it takes him like 15 <laughs> minutes to pack up his 82 bags and toys and no. Pack and plays and high chairs. Totally, and the, <laughs> it's great. They are crushing it, and uh, I just met. If, if I couldn't have chosen to have kids all together, this is what I would have chosen. 
is this this, yeah. this distance between it because it's so fun this joy yeah. yeah they're crushing it and yeah we do love you guys and you guys are raising some amazing girls and just the ability to get together and chat about it and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to look back and realize oh brooks did become a theater kid or layla is leading the the next ceo leading, of some major fortune 500 company yeah the next, like, who knows yeah, she's on the deca team or whatever it's called debate team yeah exactly all right, brother. Well, I love you, and thanks for chatting today. Love you, man. <laughs> Laters. Hey, guys. We totally forgot to mention that we'd love to hear from you guys. If you're interested in reaching out, have any comments, questions, concerns, complaints, or if you just want to call us out for saying the wrong thing, like Jasper the Ghost when it's Casper the Ghost, uh, you can shoot us an email at lovedadpod at gmail.com, and we will check it out and fix our mistakes and talk about your questions. My dearest daughters, no words can explain the joy it brings to my heart to be your dad. For many years, I imagined what it would be like, and while it certainly is more challenging than I thought it would be, there is nothing comparable to the joy, pride, and love I feel for you as my daughters. I pray that you will always keep the Lord as a first priority in your lives, and that you will grow close as sisters together as you continue to grow up. I love you both with all of my heart. Love, Dad.